What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 314, broken up into two parts, A and B. Thank you. 314A, posting on 124, will be a discussion on A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. And 314B, posting on 127, will be a discussion on the much-anticipated The Last of Us from HBO Max. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Otto Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger, mangy old cat, Stillian. Our lovely perma guest, Chris. Fair enough. If, if I paid for six days of gas, I'm going to use six days of gas, Bon. How are you guys doing today? How was your week? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> week was great. I feel like, Chris, of the three of us, you might be the guy who's like, no, no, no. I paid for six days. I'm using six days. I mean, I have people in my family that are that way, but I'm... I'm unfortunately not the best with money, so it's kind of like, eh, it's all Six right. Six days of gas, eh. Yeah, if it's not <laughs> bothering me anymore, I'm not worried about it anymore. <laughs> Fair. All right. How, how was your guys' week? What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, my week was good. Uh, my celebrated my eight-year-old's birthday party this weekend with her friends, so we went bowling. How was that? So listen, listen. Five listen. little girls, including two of my daughters, right? So four, four eight-year-olds and one five-year-old. Two lanes, two hours, way too much money, way too much money. Yeah. I got robbed. I got robbed. But other than that, it was it was a good time. They Man. had a great time. All right. Well, as long as they had a good time. My um my five year old, like this is her first time bowling ever, and they had we had those those like those like dragon slides that they can roll the balls down. The oh yeah, slides. yeah, like the push it thing. Yeah, yeah, and. Like she rolled it down there and it got like two pins and she was super sad. The next time she did it, it knocked down like nine and she, the rest of the night, man, she was like doing happy dances every time she got any pins. That's good. It was awesome. It was really cool. Wait, wait. Yeah, so how much did you expect it to cost? You don't have to tell me how much you don't, I don't know. Bowling's pretty on, but... cheap. Usually I guess it you, used yeah, to. I, was I, was say, I haven't bowled usually, forever yeah. though. It was, so it was 25 bucks an hour for each lane. So we paid like a hundred bucks for the just the bowling. Holy shit! Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I remember she when it when it was like bucks five game, bucks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ex- I didn't expect it to be that much, but I mean, it was. I mean, they had a good time as long as they were happy, right? For my kid's birthday, yeah, so yeah, it was all right. But it was. I was like, when Did you tell me though, if I went and bowled, it'd be twenty five bucks for one hour. When the triple digits came up, I was like, oh, is that right? That's the whole. That's the whole. Like okay. that's not like four lanes, though, right? Bro? Yeah, we yeah, only need two, two lanes. Yeah, and no, he's I like, I know. <laughs> he's like yeah no it's a, that's insane that's, that's bowling is a, sir yeah. bowling is bowling is a dying sport anyway and it's like well, i don't the, like it? they're like they're doing the whole blockbuster thing they keep raising their prices to yeah who bowls Justify, anymore yeah. i don't know i, mean, I, know, I have my own bowling ball nice yeah. i'm terrible at bowling i like the bowl but i'm terrible I'm actually not it. bad i i went bowling with some friends uh like I'm ha- like I'm happy if I get a hundred plus. That's like a great game for me. Well, it's like me and my wife. Like it was the summer before COVID that we kind of got into it. So mm-hmm. we're like, well, let's get our own balls because you get them drilled to your fingers or yeah, whatever, and yeah. that's that stuff's free if you buy the ball from certain places. Oh, yeah. And so we did all that, and then COVID came, and I don't think I've been bowling since for real. Geez, yeah, okay. Well, because I mean, look, the one thing you weren't doing during COVID is going and sticking your hands in things. Or everybody <laughs> yeah, dirty yeah. So anyway. That's true. I went so. bowling not too long ago, and I was actually one of the leaders of the pack. I didn't realize I was so good at being. I yeah, before that, I had pack is quadri- quadriplegic cripples. I mean, it's not hard to be the front of the pack. I mean, congrats. You Don't make fun of that, little girls. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I outscored the entire team of eight-year-olds. What's up? Go me. <laughs> you guys will be happy to know that um, to, and again, you people keep sending emails to Grayson Maxwell one. Please send it to the show email, but our in agreement that I would have been crushed and killed by Megan instantly. There we go. 
I told you. So the uh, so the people have spoken. Is that what you're saying? Yes, the people have. spoken. I can't believe we actually had to go to like a third party for you to get validation for this. <laughs> well, I as still soon don't. As I think said that it, you should have been like, yes. You're I correct. still don't think that would happen. But I mean, I, the the people have spoken. I would be killed instantly. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, no, you know? and what uh, whatever weapon I took to the fight would have been instantly used against me and beat my face <laughs> in. No, it just would have been slapped out of your hand like a little kid, and then you just <laughs> stabbed your neck and dead. Oh. Good times. <laughs> Well, you're happy to know that, but yeah. So, bowling is fun. I mean, I haven't been before. I went bowling uh, before that. Uh, I only I only bring up the eight year old thing because I remember in the last show we talked about me beating up eight year olds, but um, or eleven year olds, whatever, however old that girl is. But last time I went bowling, I don't think I was. You guys remember? Probably last time I went bowling before last year was probably like last time I went like roller skating or something. You remember oh, those geez. parties back in the day? I do remember going to roller skating. Parties. Chris, that you used might to be, be a little, thing in this area. Yeah, Chris, you might be a little young for that, but Roger, no, I was I used to love roller skating. That. Oh, really? That, that was, was awesome. that was a big deal around here for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because there was no, one on the island that was huge for a while, and then just it died. But... One in Moundsville was there forever, mm-hmm. and there's what the big one was in St. Clairsville was like the the creme yeah. de la creme. There was it... there was one in uh right right on the right off the Tiltonsville exit on my side. Like, was it really? Like right there. That one closed down years and years and years ago, though. But yeah. Is it still there? Can we no, break it burnt down it? actually like, like three months ago? <laughs> Think oh, about man, that. All those old places just closed, but like all the shit is still there. Like, yeah. just go take it. Nobody <laughs> cares. Yeah. You know what's really funny is well, one time we were, um, my buddy, years and years ago, I'm, I, this was like 2005. We went to, we rented out an old, uh, what used to be an old soundstage for Pittsburgh, like way back in the day, like early 90s, late, late age, like when Pittsburgh was huge with movies before it lost everything for two decades. And we mm. just found, like in the back in a room was just a big 35 millimeter motion picture camera, which we did not take. Why? I, I don't know. We just didn't. And I was like, that's probably not a Go good idea. Go back and like, get it. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we, we went back like three years later and it was gone already. So it's a shame. But I man, I, that was awesome. It had all like, it looked like from the 70s. It was just super cool. That would have been badass, dude. But that's one thing. Like you're right, though. All these places that just shut down. I know for a while that that mini golf place up by the mall. I forget what it's called. All for Fun or whatever that was up by the St. Clarenceville Mall. Mm-hmm. Yep. They shut down for COVID and they just walked away. Like people were showing. I remember seeing my friends just. They just opened the door, walked in, and took a whole bunch of colored balls and golf clubs and just walked up. Like, just, <laughs> like, like they people, mine now, yeah. <laughs> you're right about that. Business is just. Oh, that's it. We're done. Goodbye. And just leaving everything at like right where it was. That's so funny. I mean, I think you're really missing the opportunity. Like, how many shuttered dentist offices are just sitting around? Oh, you yeah. know, there's shit in there, mm-hmm. bro. Novocaine. No, I'm like dentist chairs. Just take yeah, or one. like cool stuff. I mean, <laughs> that shit has to be expensive, right? Y'all didn't go right to Novocaine. Okay, got it. Hey, that ain't no. gonna be there though. You know that. Yeah, that that'll be gone. Yeah. Like when I went back to work for AMC up in St. Clairsville for about a year, year and a half. Do you guys remember when I did that? I went. I do. One of the old closets had. Like all the stuff that was like new back when I started at Carmike in like 2001, 2002 was like shoved in this big room. And it's like, of course, it's 20, 20 years out of date. But it was like, wow, this, they don't want any of this. Like there's no way they that, – that, that company doesn't even exist anymore. Like someone could just take that and no one would be the wiser. Like a huge well, That's someone you kettle. because it should have been. Yeah, it's not no, an inventory. I, I, have no, I've, I have no way to transport a big a, a popcorn popper. I have no way to transport that. I do. 
But I mean, look, if I mean, if you can make a deal, I I know the people running it now. I'm sure they make would a make a deal. Well, just go take it. Well, <laughs> you should have gotta have keys. There. You gotta have keys in the room to get in the room. But hey, I'm here to pick yeah. up that popcorn machine. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, what? The old one. <laughs> All right. What else uh, did we What else did we watched this week besides what we watched for or listen watched for the podcast? Sorry. So I uh, I watched Rocky Balboa. Nice. Um, the 2000 or the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Rocky movie. That, it's not a terrible film. No, it, it's an okay movie, yeah. and, it, and because of that, you know, is why we got Creed. So yeah, true. That's I'm good with that. So mm-hmm. it's it's a good movie. Um, it's it doesn't quite hold up as good as it did oh, back yeah. then, yeah. but uh, I mean, it's still pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, MGM Plus, which was the old Epics channel, is uh running a whole bunch of Rocky movies right now. Well, at any yeah, given time. Creed's around the corner. Yeah, that's right. It's almost Creed time, baby. Listen, Rocky has more, way more good than bad. So true. true. You know, they're they're always at least watchable. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I, um, I, me and my wife, we watched the first season of the boys. So this is the first time she's seen all the way through. Finally. What did she think? Uh, she, she loves it. Uh, however, she did get grossed out and gaspy a lot for like the gore that happens. And this is the beginning of the gore. Like she told her sister today during my kid's party. She was like, she's like, someone's head just explodes. And that's just, that's like the most mild thing that happened, <laughs> which is true. Yeah. No, it's Yeah. We get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, just let her know it, it's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. So it should be ready for that. Yep. Yeah, no, but like, yep. not like, but like fun worse, you know, like kind of like, whoa, okay. Well, that yeah, kind of yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's going to get more gory, though. It escalates, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. I can't wait for her to see. Uh, I, I don't want to say it because she listens, but like there's a there's a particular like scene with some water and a sewer that I cannot wait for her to see. Like, it's going to be great. There's, there's lots of fun stuff coming. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. That's good. That's a great I'm glad, show. Uh, I really glad you enjoyed it. Yep. I really need to catch up on season three. I've seen the first couple episodes. I just didn't finish it, but I really need to finish oh, that. That's yeah. I ain't seen. It. I'm excited to watch it so I can see season three. So it's weird because of what Amazon is doing outside of the boys. Like it's all like Amazon's like one of the biggest disappointments in the past two years for me. Is like product to product mm-hmm. just sucks. Um, and Lord of the Rings is like that that's unacceptable like that is pure unacceptable but that's a whole different discussion but you know even like the the wheel of time and like should have been excellent excellent you know like sci-fi fantasy things and they just came out and no one cares anymore it's just well, such a shame um their final season of jack ryan with john krasinski came out a couple of like what was it the week before the week in between christmas and mm-hmm. uh new year's so i'm working through that and it's it's still very good so I'm good with that. Well, you're a huge, you're a huge Jack Ryan fan, and by extension, well, a huge yeah. Cl- Clancy fan. Well, and you know, I gave us some news this week. Right? I, I was going to lead right. You yeah, you did yeah. lead right into that. I post something on our on our social network. Roger, what is? I mean, I know you're very excited about this. So, if you watch the Michael B. Jordan movie, um, without remorse, yeah, uh, just no, wait, without remorse. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, I th- okay. Uh, without remorse. Um, if you watch the very end of it. Um, he is tasked with building Rainbow, and Rainbow is the group that leads to the Rainbow Six, um, which is an epic book and monster video game series. Mm-hmm. So small, they small game series, small game series. You might have heard of it, <laughs> um, but they they greenlit the movie with him reprising his role. So that's exciting. Yeah, glad to hear that. Hundred percent. That is yeah, exciting. Who, who else is in that? There was another name attached to that. I can't remember who that was. That that was Tom Clancy. No, 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 He's no. There was, a, there was another name attached besides Michael B. Jordan. There was another huge actor, though. I can't remember who uh, it was. Jamie Bell. Oh, ja- okay. Was it Jamie Bell? Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. He's he's huge. I mean, those are two big names. So I hope it. Yeah. I hope it. Look, I hope it's 
it does very well. And I, I looked at the clicks, it, way more clicks on our like than we usually get, like hundreds of clicks on that one. So people are definitely interested. So you're saying that, that I should one. give you more news to post? Yes, no, well, sure, but that's fine. But I mean, look, people love the like you. I mean, we made a you made a joke about you know small game franchise. That's actually one of the bigger those Tom Clancy games, regardless of you know middling reviews, that they, they they sell like crazy, and people love one of the them, one so. of the greatest tactical shooters of all time. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed, gentlemen. Well, we are now twelve minutes in. I think we should get started with the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's do a show. This is episode 314 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, let's jump into the box office. Number one again for week six, Avatar, Way of Water, 20 million domestic Bringing its worldwide to it has it is very apparent it has slowed down one point nine seven two billion. Yep, I was really hoping it was going to cross that two two point zero mark, but I don't it think still it could. Will, it's it still probably yeah. should, but it's not. It's grinding down. Yeah, it, it's well, last crawl week it was at, but last week it was at one point nine something, and it's only it's only one point nine seven, so it can't be. The growth couldn't have been. I mean, it had to be a major sink off. Well, if you if you think about how it's dropped to twenty million domestically here, you know it's starting to trickle through here. People that have seen it have kind of done with it. I mean, however, though, it doesn't exactly have stiff competition. So if it mm-hmm. if it rolls a bunch more twenties, yep, <laughs> yeah, that's that's, true. that's important here. That is it is incredibly true. Going in the next few weeks are going to be rough for movies, but all right, number yeah, two, but, yeah, yeah, but then we're leading into some good stuff. So. Number two, okay. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, eleven point five million, bringing its total to two hundred ninety-seven. Um, I did catch that one again. Um, I did watch Puss in Boots again. Awesome, it is, <laughs> and I received it. I th- I thought it was even better the second time around, given the fact that I knew it was coming. And I could like really just sit there and like digest what I was, you know, how how I process things, and I, it's even higher than. I think Puss in Boots is right behind into the Spider Verse. <laughs> like it's good, it's man. it's right there. If I mean if if not equal, it's right there. So I mean Spider Verse we thought was absolutely a ten. I didn't give that Puss in Boots as high, but man, it's good. Uh, you know what movie it gives me real hope for? Shrek. Well, if you remember, Shrek was a big deal. Like the first two Shreks are a big deal. Like well, yeah, but, then, but they said they they want to do one more Shrek movie. Okay, and. If you watch the end of this movie, they return back to yep far to far away, far yep. far away. So and that's yeah. a big deal. I'd, I'd be okay with that. I me and my uh, me and my wife, we actually have a soft spot for Shrek. The first two movies are first, fantastic. they're great. Yeah, yeah. Three is meh, but then they go downhill from there. Well, I hope they take their time and just. So, I mean, obviously they have a story in mind, or they wouldn't put that you know stinger at the end of yeah. Um, I mean, I just take your time and like, I, I hope Shrek's kids are aged and that they all have personalities and they all have their own problems. And I just want them to tell a good story. I, w- I would much rather, I would much rather Netflix for, for, a you know, I would much rather a studio that any has to do with Shrek, but like look at Netflix that instead of getting, well, like 15, 20 things a month, I'd rather get four things a month that are really good rather than 20 things that are like, oh my God, this is such a waste of a hundred million dollars. But that's the same thing I was thinking about Shrek. Just take your time, think of a good story that hasn't been told yet in that universe, and tell it. Make it count. That's right. All right, number number three, Megan, with another nine point eight million domestic, bringing it worldwide to a very impressive one point two, or sorry, one hundred twenty four point six 
million dollars off a of very what what did we say the budget was Chris 15, 15 12 million. 15 that's very respectable and it's, it's yeah. still going strong so good for it number 4 missing 9.3 million domestic worldwide total of 9.3 great let's look at number 5 a man called Otto 9 million with a worldwide of just 55 uh, I expected that one second weekend well second week wide I expect it to be a little higher because Tom Hanks, but I can see after watching the movie, I can see why it might not be getting the word of mouth, but we'll get into that a little later. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about uh, that one, but I have a lot of interesting points to bring up for a man called Otto. Let's talk about some upcoming releases and nothing really crazy. I was looking at the release schedule earlier. I know that, you know, Chris, you're excited for this year, but the, the excitement doesn't start for a while. So, I mean, fe- February is not that far away, buddy. It's not. We got, we well, got some big but, titles. I mean, it doesn't. What, I mean, oh, are, are you considering Magic Mike's Last Dance to be a big title? Yes. No, I'm, I'm asking Chris seriously because the first two did great money. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not enthused about Magic Mike, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that are. Well, I was I was asking you. So you, the seventeenth is where the big titles start. That's Ant Man and the Wasp: yep. Quantumania, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, so this past weekend brought us Alice Darling missing, the Sun, Women Talking, the twenty seventh, Fear, Infinity Pool, Shotgun Wedding from Prime Video, and February third, eighty for Brady, Knock at the Cabin, February tenth. Magic Mike's Last Dance and Titanic Remastered, which I'm hoping does a little. I, I don't think it's going to do because this, this is what the third time has been re-released. Third yeah. or fourth, honestly, it, yeah. It's riding that Cameron coat. Listen, hard. it's the second time at least has been released since I've been doing this show. Mm. Are you sure? Because I, didn't, I know it was once released when we were at Marquee Roger back in like early 2000. Well, I, mean, I think it was once more after that. Oh man, what's well, maybe it is. Maybe there's a. Maybe they have some. You're right, right though, Chris. Perhaps it is riding the Cameron oh, yeah. Avatar coattails. Uh, the 14th, which is a Tuesday. What about love? That's uh, cocaine bear. Tuesday. Yes. Damn the it. Fifth, the 15th, which is Wednesday, is Marlowe, which we're going to talk about a trailer for that today with with old Liam Neeson. Why does it come out on Wednesday? Isn't that weird? Because on Friday it's going to get thumped by Ant Man, Ant Man and Wasp: Quantumania. <laughs> That's okay. why. Yeah, That's that, probably the smartest that thing they've done. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. actually. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, if Marlowe doesn't, I, if you're going to release Marlowe two days before Ant Man, just don't just either hold it or release it with Ant Man, so you can say, "Oh no, no, Ant Man buried it," and, because it's it's, it's going to do nothing. Why didn't they call it Ant Man Mania? I. All right, February twenty fourth, Cocaine Bear, Jesus Revolution, Mummies. That's all one title. Yeah, every week. We Thank you. March 3rd, which is a Friday. Creed 3. Very excited for that. March 10th, Champions, Scream 6. March 17th, 65. Inside, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. March 24th, John Wick, Chapter 4. That's the That's the Adam Driver with Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, March 24th, John Wick, Chapter 4. March 31st is Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves and spinning gold so there's a big release every march is banging with creed 3 scream yep. 6 shazam and john john wick and dungeon that's a big release okay. every uh, week. it's a good mm-hmm. march oh yeah it is indeed uh april we'll have, to, we'll have to fight about what we're watching <laughs> actually so it sounds like we may have to because creed and scream 6 come out the same week so no 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 no
<laughs> no, no, no. March 3rd is Creed. March 10th is Scream 6 okay, and Champions. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. So, we're good then. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're good. Right. But Golden March 17th, that's going to be the weird week because 65 and Shazam. I mean, the choice is obviously Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be a billion-dollar earner versus maybe a $100 million earner. Again, I was so much more interested in 65 before it became Jurassic Park, but future. So, whatever. Yeah, I'm surprised they released that footage, but that's just me. Uh, and I'm oddly excited for Dungeons and Dragons. I, I know, Chris, you're not, but I'm I just not. I think it's going to be campy fun. I, there's you know fun matters, as Roger always says. I hope it's good. No one wants that movie to be good more than I do, but I do. I want it to be good more than you. You, you don't. I do. But it's I've been hurt. You before, can't quantify honestly, that. So. Yeah, I can. <laughs> you can't I quantify. absolutely can. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll stop there. That's the end of March. We're going to April next week or the week after. So there we go. That's a that's a big March. It's a terrible January, ter- terrible February, but a, a great March. So you can't say February is terrible when Ant Man comes out in February. And okay, fine. Bear. And cocaine. And cocaine bear. bear. I'll give you. you cannot and I, say that. I'm I'm stupidly excited, like oddly excited. I don't know why for Jesus Revolution with um what's his, I can't remember the guy's name who's the Reverend that comes around. I, I'm I'm really excited for that for some reason. I don't know and why. Maybe I'm just. 80- isn't 80 for Brady coming out in February too? Yeah, but we're not going to watch that. Oh, I mean, you're I mean, not. I mean, I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> well, I don't have a lot. To, I mean, I'm, I'm in a, I'm traveling. I'm in a other. I mean, I don't have a lot to do here, so it's either that or go home. I have and more to do than that. Play PlayStation. <laughs> um, I'll, That's I'll, I'll way check more out. stuff to do. <laughs> I mean, you have Hogwarts Legacy by then. Oh, true. So yeah, true. See. That's very true, actually. We're By the way, about this... how, how I don't go to movies anymore. I just play Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> That's <laughs> a Holly big play that one way. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. No, she's going to play her own character because oh, I'm, I'm not doing the heavy lifting anymore. Okay. Video games. So there's, I, there's a, if, if you're interested at all about reading some, I'm not going to get into it, but there's some really interesting news surrounding that game. It's like it's doing massive numbers right now. Like for pre order, it's like mm-hmm. chart topping. It's a top selling game on Steam. Yeah, and it's not even out yet. Six weeks before release. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. I, it, it's in my download queue, and I'm even like, I'm, I'm not even a big Harry Potter fan. And every time someone, every time people complain about it, it just gets more and more, more and more pre-orders. So yep. that's telling in its own right. But if you were interested, check that out. But March is going to be huge. I'm really excited for that. April doesn't really. Uh, Mario's in April. Oh yeah, small movie. It's okay. It's it's uh, only a two billion dollar film. I don't think so. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. Are you there, Margaret? Or are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Which might be a kind of a, a sleeper for for some people. But there, there, there's the re, there's the near future releases. Yeah. There's some dead, but I'm going to edit this. Um, okay. Let's take a look at what streaming this week where we have circled back to Netflix. Uh, my choice, Lion by director Garth Davis, Dev Patel, Rooney Mara, Dave David Wenham, Nicole Kidman. Priyanka Bose, 2016. Lion is one of those movies that sticks with you. Roger, you weren't yet on the show. That was the first year of the show, but man, that's a what's well, hell of a movie with Dev Patel and uh, Nicole. That's that's an emotional movie. Um, like that was I had seen everything that year and was sure that something else was going to win Best Picture. I left Lion like, nope, that's it. That's the that's the Best Picture winner by far, and it didn't. It didn't do well in the Oscars like I thought it was going to, but damn it, that's a movie that's just incredible. Like I mean, I don't know if you guys, Rogers, you had you ever catch that? I've never seen Lion, no sir. Well, it's on. 
if you and your wife um, have a night where you can just sit down and watch a movie, man, that's a good one. You will not be disappointed in it, but that's available. All right, Roger, you chose you chose one that makes me laugh. Air Force One by director Wolfgang Peterson, Harrison Ford, Gary Oldman, Glenn Close, Wendy Crewston, Paul Golafoyle, William H. Macy, 1997. Why should people watch that again? Get off my plane. <laughs> That's a really good impersonation. I like that. Good for you. That he fucking kicks him out the door. <laughs> that's a great movie. I list, That's one of the movies. That's one of the movies I listen to like at least once every two or three weeks when I'm working. Is it's a very listenable movie, and I know it by heart. But listen, it's it's a campy action movie with Harrison Ford, and you know it's all set in a plane, so it's kind of gnarly. And don't forget the end though, when they're like they have like a cable connecting one to the other and there's like zip lining <laughs> across before they crash into the ocean like come on man oh yeah highly improbable that's real I mean, 90s shit right there but it does what movies are supposed to do and just give you a thrill of an adventure like that i mean that was still a blockbuster back i don't even think blockbusters are a thing much anymore but I, there's a whole different discussion but yeah that's exciting but that's you know that's that that movie, if you watch it six thousand years from now, you're gonna be like, nope, that's 1990s right there, hundred percent 1990s America. Yeah, okay, fair, <laughs> 1990s America. All right, Chris, we come to yours. Another great one, Forrest Gump by director Robert Zemeckis, Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, Gary Sinise, Sally Field, 1994. Why should people revisit this one? Because I have the best pick of the week. Okay, revisit I mean, Forrest it, Gump because Chris picked it. <laughs> No, no, not just because because I have the best pick. I don't know. So this is one of two movies for me early on that were like my f- Con Air is the other one. But like anytime this movie was on television, and this is a this is a hard one to put on television because of some of the stuff that's in it. Like if it, no matter where it's at in the movie, I'm watching the rest of it. Doesn't matter if it's five minutes in or an hour and a half in. It's a long movie, but I mean Tom Hanks. You know this is uh, early in, earlier in his career. It's a fantastic film. All the different characters you meet along the way. And the story it tells is very unique, you know, outside of the box of normal movies. But it's just, it's a, I don't know, I think this one's timeless. I love this film. I like all the characters you get to. And I don't know, it's fun. Like, all, like the ping pong montage is like one of my favorite things. It, I think it's funny every time I see it. So I don't know, all of it's good. I like this film. Let, let me, let me ask something, Chris. As someone who's yeah. watched Force Gump, I'm sure you've watched it more times than you have fingers. A ton, yeah. How, do you think that movie is what it is without Tom Hanks? I, I don't think so. I can't think of anyone that I could like easily see in the role. I mean, like maybe like, you know, up and comers now there could be a couple guys, but like back then, I don't know if anybody else could have done it that way. And that, like I said, it, that, that's a young Tom Hanks. It's, it's, a, it's a different kind of charisma that he had back then. And I think he was perfect for the role. And well, I, it's, I, I don't it's, think it's it a, is without him. It's a different kind of like screen presence than Tom mm-hmm. Hanks has now, even than like, even in the late '90s, the the mid, the early and mid '90s is a very different like Tom Hanks on screen than it was in the late '90s with like the Green Mile and Saving Private Ryan stuff like that. It's just yeah. it's very different. But you're right. I I don't think there were a lot of people back then that could have done that. I think I mean that movie m- was made because I think Tom Hanks showed showed interest. Okay, I got you. Yeah, no, I I I think it's like I said, it's just fantastic. It, it's an, it's a it's a nice story. You know, it's got ups and downs. Don't get me wrong, and some sorts are hard to watch, but. I don't know. I just it's on TV. I can watch it no matter where it's at. So that has one of the funniest moments in movie history to me mm-hmm. when they're in boot camp and he assembles his gun and the drill sergeant and he's he's like done. He's like gump. He runs over. He's like gump. Why did you assemble that weapon that fast? He goes because you told me to. Drill sergeant he goes 
Jesus H. Christ, Gump. That is the best goddamn answer I've ever heard in my life. You must have an IQ of a goddamn 160. <laughs> and then he just walks away. Yep. It's, it's, uh, it's a well-written movie. Fucking love it. Yeah. It is. It's a good one. Um, I, and I, I like, I like Lieutenant Dan's character arc the whole time in it, too. I, oh, it's I, incredible. Man. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, who, who doesn't like Lieutenant Dan? Like, Lieutenant Dan is one of the most memorable characters in that movie with a ton of all the other memorable characters. Listen. I, I have that gif of him at New Year's. <laughs> That's my right? permanent. <laughs> Every time there's a terrible well, celebration moment. Smarter than anybody. He bought Apple. You know what I mean? He yeah. bought stock in Apple early. Yeah, it's and true. It's very true. Made a man he is. Mm-hmm. And Roger, when you mentioned um, Con Air, you know, every every single time I think of Con Air, I th- Con Air, Con Air, sorry, not Con Air, Con Air, Air I think of uh, um, <laughs> why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? <laughs> When he when he fights Billy Bedlam in the I just oh, that, yeah. the movie is just so ridiculous. Or sorry, with Chris when you brought it up with Air Force yeah, One, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. When um, yeah, the movie's so ridiculous, but like it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And and I know Roger, you brought it up, you know, several weeks ago. Somehow Con Air was mentioned about the. It's got like the best meme for like on like sending messages, like texting, like the the zooming in when um. When like the wind's blowing through his hair, and then he just oh, his hair just flutters, oh, yeah. yeah, and then he winks like, oh Magical. my god, like yeah, one of the best memes ever. But all right, <laughs> all right, if you are if you subscribe to Netflix, then you can watch Lion, Air Force One, and Forrest Gump, all available for your streaming pleasure. If you can't let's watch talk- all three, watch watch Forrest Gump. Okay, watch Forrest Gump. Can't watch all three. All right, let's talk about some trailers. Um, let's talk, let's start first with Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret, and I specifically want to ask you, Roger and Chris. How do you guys feel about this? Never heard of it. Never. Yeah, I don't know what this is. Well, this is it's a it's a book. It's a very famous book. No, no. After watching it, I understand why me, a forty year old man, have never heard of this book. <laughs> well, and I mean, never. Not once in my life was I ever the peak demo for this book. What? So, well, no, 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 what? no. And, and and you wouldn't be. But I mean, given the fact that you have young girls, yeah. I would imagine it's going to be of interest to you, maybe more than. Not you know what I mean like it would it would bring an interest to you more than like another like another mm-hmm. version of this wouldn't because I mean but mm-hmm. you guys are both you know fathers of girls so yeah you're right and we also have wives yeah okay never mind yep. never mind okay great. thank <laughs> you um I'm uh, strangely I'm looking forward to this I like these kinds of movies um I have oddly enough read the book so oh my god that I makes can't... a lot of sense Just right before you got your first period. <laughs> Like like days before, yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't yeah. wait for this film to come out at the same time as some blockbuster, and we be like, "Oh shucks, we don't get to watch watch this movie." You know, it's funny. This comes out like on my birthday. Oh yeah. <laughs> you Good. know, in years past, the week of my birthday has brought us big other movies, such as you know both the Infinity War saga movies and Jeez. many other ones. And now <laughs> this year, it's "Are You There, God?" It's me, Margaret. <laughs> Oh, how the well, mighty then. have fallen! <laughs> I, I mean, it's look. Rachel McAdams is pretty good. That little girl is pretty good. She's from a bunch of things in the past couple of years. Um, I there's no. I don't think there's a reason. I don't think anyone who watches this isn't going to enjoy it. I should just say that. Maybe I'm. Oh, I mean, you're probably right. I'm sure it's going to be at least entertaining, if nothing else. So I'm I'm excited for that one. How do we feel about Renfield, Nicolas Cage doing Nicolas Cage things? I think it looks awesome. I mean, Nicolas Cage is probably only in it for like 20 min- minutes of screen time tops, it looks like. But I'm, I think I'm still in for it. Um, yeah, well, see, fine. Nicholas, how many times has Nicholas Holt been a vampire or a zombie? 
Because wasn't enough. he in? He was obviously in this one. Wasn't he in um what with that warm bodies? Wasn't he the, yep. the zombie that like had kind that of human back features? To life. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there wasn't there another one. I can't remember, but I, I can swear he he was just in the right. menu we saw. Gary but... Road. <laughs> I forgot about that warm bodies movie. That movie was weird. It, it sure was how weird. But I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't dislike it by any means. But I. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about this. This is going to be a cult classic, Renfield. Like almost instantly, I have a fa- I have a feeling people are really it's, talking about it. But the imagery in the trailer seems very like cult classic, like B movie style. You know what I mean? Well, like it's got like weird slow mo action fight it scenes. Does, it too, does. It does. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. I, I think it's shot the way it is on purpose. Is what I'm saying. Like, I mean, obviously it's shot on the way it is on purpose. Like, I think for that intention of making it seem almost like like not high production value, almost like cult classic, like you know, like B movie style shots. I think they. I think that's very much you know with that in mind. Yeah, I bet it's pretty funny too. It, it probably will be, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I love the scene when it's. It, I mean, it observes vampire lore because vampires can't enter unless they're invited. Yeah. So yep. I love that scene where like they're all sitting around that. Uh, he's like, "Come kind of on in." He's like, the, a, "The AA meeting," and he's like, "No, no, no!" And then he comes in. He'll yeah. never ascend to his full power. <laughs> yes, I don't know why you said it all weird like that, but yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I think this movie's going to be oddly like it, it'll it'll make decent. It won't fall off as quick as most movies. It'll just like like for four or five weeks, just make decent trickled money over and over mm-hmm. again. But I mean, look, I just want this year. I want this year especially to be like a great year for cinema because damn it, they need a good year. This is and every every time about. I see that, I every time I see that, you know, we've talked about the Nicole Kidman thing before the movie. Like she's telling us why we should get. There is something to that, that, I mean, AMC really needs to drill into your head that if it's gone, it's gone and you'll never get it back. But I mean, I, I really do think as for as corny as that is with Nicole Kidman, like everything she's saying is true. Like you don't get that experience anywhere else. You, you, you can't possibly recreate that. I mean, billionaires can, but most people aren't billionaires. So I don't know, but that kind of goes along with the whole movie magic thing that I really hope this year is good for um, cinema attendance because it needs to be it the last couple of years have really not, not been great and i know you guys aren't on the same page as i am but that's a hill nope. i'm going to die on if it even if it's by myself i'm gonna die on that hill 100 percent. I mean, i'm not saying that i want movies to die out but i just i know that it movies can be experienced you know in in a high value way in your home i know it's possible so well yes we'll but see. okay well i just just two questions then let me well one question after seeing Top Gun Maverick. Would you have wanted to experience that the first time with your TV in your living room or on the or on in a movie theater? I wouldn't have, but there are millions of people that did. Yeah, yeah. I think you it's mean, a, I, th- yeah. I think it's I think it's a great option for you know for either direction working. But no, I mean yeah, like you know that movie theater experience was awesome. But not every movie is tailor made for a movie for like a movie theater experience anymore because we have other options now. And you, you, I think you, of all people, Grayson, can at least admit the fact that some movie genres, it doesn't matter where you view it at for the first well, time. Yeah, it's like, gonna I mean, be, it's gonna feel the same either way. Well, what comes? I mean, rom coms are what come to mind. I mean, those certainly, I don't think you need the big screen experience, but it, it's enhanced. But I don't think you, you know, not like you need a one for like, you know, a huge like Lord of the Rings, a King Kong, a, a, a Top Gun, or like a, you know, a fast movie. You need the big screen for those big blockbusters, but. I mean, even I would make the argument, a man called Otto. You need 
that needs to be watched on the big screen. No, that has that to be watched to be seen at home. Screen. Just remember, the ultimate talking. argument to this, and I won't say any more after this statement, okay, is that Netflix doesn't see it that way at all. They don't. So, Well, Netflix is also, they also banked on something that hasn't happened yet. Sure. But they thought they, they thought they were going to kill theaters by 2020, hands down. That's that's a big step though that they made. You know, yeah, no, no, you're definitely right about that. But and more people watch Netflix than watch movies. You're right about that. However, I mean, there's there's addendums to that that a lot of people that are facts that a lot of people don't want to hear either. But that's not for me to say, especially on a show like this. It's just stupid. But all right. Um, let's. Those are very. Those are Googleable, by the way. If you're interested, in what I just said, those are very Googleable. Googleable. Yeah. Catch those facts on the after hours. So you go. Podcast. All right, now let's talk about Marlowe. Cinema really. after dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's very pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the last show real quick. Marlowe with Liam Neeson. Who Marlowe? You know that's his hundredth movie. Marlowe or Liam? Mar- Marlowe is Liam's hundredth movie. Uh, isn't that nuts isn't that nuts I mean, man I get, yeah I mean yeah. yeah I thought it would have been more good for him well I mean this is. I mean, I mean doesn't he pump out four movies a year seems like it, <laughs> it seems like it sure seems like it at least one a year for the past you know ten years mm-hmm. it seems like but I mean yeah, legitimately I for the past two or three years it's been three a year right yeah, for no, really like I, think so. I don't know maybe two I don't think it's been three but maybe, maybe two um, for for a while, you know, you, you you had those like the ice road truckers and the marksmen, the the black lights, all like. The, but they're very; those are very low budget. Shoot them quick, you're done. Edit it within six months. They have to be out, that yeah. because Liam Neeson is dying, and he can't. And he's not in his he's not in his barking lounger at home. And he can't so be with him too long. Just so you know, this is his third movie. Or Marlowe is it was finished in twenty two. That's it'd be his first movie for twenty three. For the past four years, he's put out at least two, sometimes three movies. All right. single he's, so he's probably batting like two like two point five in the last he's, four years. Since two thousand nineteen, he's put out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is movie twelve Jeez. since two thousand nineteen. <laughs> Good for man. him though, man. If you can do it, you can do it. You know, I, if I were Liam, I'd be like, these movies are like, hey Liam, do you want to be part of this script? I would, I would think of like some, yeah, I want to be part of it, but I, I only want, I want six hundred red skittles, four hundred brown M and M's in my room every day. Just see what you can get away with, you know. See It'll what production suck. will do for you. Yeah, I mean, we've had this conversation before. I know you really hate skittles, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've. I would definitely see what I could get away with demand wise. So anyway, about but... the about the trailer though. Yeah, let's talk about the trailer. Marlo. Uh what was very Chris... noir though. That's yeah. kinda cool. I thought, Chris, you might glom onto this pretty pretty quick too. Oh, yeah, but it has Liam Neeson in it, so I really don't care. Really? You don't wait wait, so, wait, wait hold so, on. What's your beef so with Liam? Liam I've I've had beef with Liam for years now. So like Liam Neeson is to me is the biggest is like the biggest example in cinema of just bland, like nothing to the acting anymore. Like I think and to me, Liam embodies that at this point. I just don't feel any raw character. I don't feel like he gets in, he actually gets into character for anything. I think he's just Liam and everything he does. And at this point, I'm tired of seeing Liam. I get, I'm never excited about a Liam Neeson movie. Well, I would go so far as I, I just, I had no problem with Liam, but Liam also doesn't act anymore. Yeah. He's just the same guy in every movie. Yeah. I mean, so. that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I just, 
it, this is just Liam in old timey clothes. <laughs> That's all this is. So I, I hope the movie's good. I hope it's interesting. I think I bet you if this was a different actor in this leading role, I'd be more excited for it. But right I now, bet I you he smokes a thousand cigarettes. I bet during you this everyone movie. in this does. Good. Um, yeah. yeah, you're probably not wrong. I would hard disagree with you 20 years ago. I would kind of disagree with you 10 years ago. I'm only like, eh, you're probably right at this point. But I, I don't th- yeah. do you think, I mean, I also don't think he cares that that's what no, we think no, well, I, well, I'm sure Liam doesn't care about my opinion either. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's fine. And, and I say this with Schindler's List being my top movie of all time, which has which he's the star of that movie. You know what I mean? I have no problem with Liam and his career. I just think he's at the point now where he doesn't really care, which means I don't really care. Fair enough. I mean, that's no. fair. I, I can understand that. That's... Yeah. But I don't think Liam cares what anyone thinks that like not even his I, agent and I, or the I directors. Agree with that as well. He's laughing all the way to the fucking <laughs> bank. Yeah, right? He's like, he's like, I got another milli, baby. Man, there's a reason <laughs> I do three movies a year, bitch. <laughs> Walk away with twenty million a year. Gotta pay for, for like, these yeah. Ferraris. Yeah. <laughs> but Marlowe looks interesting. Noirish, you know, takes place in the thirties. Again, it's but it's 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 talking about old Hollywood and do people care yeah. about old Hollywood again? We just we just the movie just came out that people did not care about at all. Hollywood does this thing where it thinks everyone cares about Hollywood in all of its timelines, and no one does. I don't know why they keep on doing this, and like in these big bombastic ways too. Like you know, people with Tommy you know who guns cares about old Hollywood, Hollywood, whatever. Hollywood, Hollywood cares about old Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Hollywood. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, people only don't. I, I just, man. I, making claims all over the place on this show but i mean again it's in the same thing as i as i just said that people aren't watching these movies because i don't think most people are bright enough to understand what it, what they're actually talking about the time period Whoa. i just don't i think wow. people see you i think probably what grayson just said send that email directly to him no I'm not, I'm not saying in particular but chris for the same reason you look forward to a movie like pale blue eye i can imagine some people be like ah, i'm just not interested in that yeah, I mean, but I don't but, think the movie's about no, Hollywood or that way. No, 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 no. But for no good reason, then it's going to be a slower one, slower movie, okay. no action. But I mean, that's is that a is that a reason not to watch a movie? I mean, if you don't like slower movies that don't have any action, I mean, sure. But I mean, again, <laughs> <laughs> but we're not again. But it's a great I'm, reason. I'm not talking to see about a movie. I'm talking about the movie going world. I'm not talking about the average Joe that lives down the street for me. I'm just talking about the movie people who go to movies on a semi regular basis. Oh yeah, but I think I think what I said still applies to that. So I mean it, it's it, I, I just don't think that the movies that Hollywood makes about Hollywood resonates with oh, right. the I rest mean, of the of country is the problem. No, you're probably right about that. But like, like, like I would love to see a heat map like of of like who saw what movies and every time there's a Hollywood movie, I bet you California is lit up like the fourth of July and the rest of the country is dark. You know what I mean? Like I bet California and that region really cares about the Hollywood films. I bet Eastern Seaboard, except for maybe New York, doesn't go and see those films, you know, as much as like, you know, the West Coast does. And it's just because of like, that's the that's the party you're choosing to play to. And that's mainly because you're playing to yourself at the same time. And if you if you're not going to make something that resonates, you're not going to hit all audiences. That's why superheroes made such a superhero movies made such a big splash. Finally, is because the age demographic was wide enough across the entire United States to where people could make money off of these now, and they started splashing when they were made well. And that's because now ever it resonates with most of your most of the country and you know overseas. Hollywood just has this, it has one side of the of the United States, you know, if that. Well, just remember too, uh, movies about all old Hollywood aren't always 
panned like once upon a time in hollywood is an excellent movie true true and it's pretty much loved by most people that watch it so it's just when they try way too hard to stylize things eh, it's not quite as cool as it was you know that's the real problem you shoot your films and stuff will play to a certain crowd so it's like you know if you like you said do that overproduction and then you know where it's kind of leaning hard into that old hollywood style people that like that are going to go but it, you know people that don't understand why it's shot that way or don't care to know it's not going to you know I, I guess so a thought i had you guys remember the paul walker movie timeline all right so okay well let's take timeline for example back when that what 2003 ish um mm-hmm. so that was on every every ninth graders um summer reading list and that movie came out i thought for sure that movie was going to do three or four hundred million dollars because everyone every ninth grader in the country was going to watch the movie instead of read the book and they didn't so i i I, so right along with the statements i made earlier how foolish must those ninth graders have been to not just go watch it just just even if they read the book just to cover just to refresh themselves Hmm. and then when that that was a big that was a big kind of eye-opener to me like what i mean wow this 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 country really there's something the people here are kind of weird in the way they they watch things and they don't watch things. Things they should watch, they don't. And things they, they probably shouldn't watch 10 times that they do. It's weird. So, I mean, that's just kind of how I, even as a teenager, I, that was that, that baffled my mind. I don't know how you guys feel about that. but well, I mean, I know? think it just comes down to, you know, young kids do young kid things. They don't, and maybe they don't think that. I'm sure there were some that watched it, but not enough to, you know, push box office sales numbers you know no, the, I mean? the, the movie did nothing timeline yeah. did almost i mean it, it did it was abysmal also came out in january i mean it just, yeah it's, it's bad. bad that's but i mean I, I just couldn't believe it but that's just you know the first time i was like how stupid must my classmates be to not go watch that movie and you watch <laughs> the movie just... and be like i wish i hadn't seen this fair but anyway okay so <laughs> moving on from the, the long-winded discussion we, we just had about all those um, so if you're if you're gonna watch those trailers, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret Renfeld and Marlowe going into a timeline discussion. Interesting. Huh. Let's get into the movie of the week, theatrical released, A Man Called Otto. Why'd you put a D at the end of man? I don't know why I did that. A man. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Look at Rotten Tomatoes and the meta. So, well, I want to say something about the credit scores. I like. I don't. I understand why these are split. But I don't know why they're split. You know what I mean? Like I, I right. think I think critics have a have a weird way of looking at films after seeing the split. Go ahead, sorry. All right. The tomato meter's at sixty nine percent. Nice. Thank you. And the audience score is a ninety seven. That's a huge split. Kind of a weird way too. Yep. There's that. And the Metacritic, I think, is only a fifty one on this yep. thing. Which is I think that's unfairly low, but th- that's just my personal opinion. I don't mean to interject that, but that's just my personal opinion. But Roger, what's I mean, you're allowed to, you're allowed to feel how you feel. It's okay. That's right, fair. Let me get some before Roger what told us about. Let me get some particulars. Tom Hanks, uh, Mariana Trevino, Kelly Heim, Rachel Keller, Manuel Garcia, Rolfo, Cameron Britton, <coughs> excuse me, Mike Berbiglia and Berbiglia. Okay, Mike Berbiglia and L. Chapman, uh, directed by Mark Forster, who's had an interesting career up to this point, but. A man called Otto. Roger, what is this one about? It's about a man, and his name is Otto. It's about my grandfather. I mean, there's a lot of people in this country that say that is absolutely my grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. But, all right, so let's 
let's let's dive into this one, shall we? we Little shall. known actor Tom Hanks. <laughs> Little known. I don't know if you guys now. have heard of him. Yeah, I've been in a couple of indie flicks. You guys may have heard of, but Tom Hanks. I think he might break out, become a big star. I think one so. Day. I think he's had a real chance. It yeah, does late in, his, late in his life, but I mean, I think he'd be all right. Yeah, he'll get a, he he'll get a few some, good. Films. He shows some promise. This, this this guy Tom Hanks shows promise. So he is the character. He is the the title character of Otto, and Otto is. Otto's an older guy who is just hasn't really adjusted to. Otto's life. a bit of a prick. Well, he's he's, he's a, a grumpy old a, man who's stuck in his ways. Yes, that's okay. He's a grumpy old man stuck in his ways, um, and and this discussion is going to be without any of the political commentary that could be attached to this. So, but he's no, he's an old man stuck in his ways that is as of when we meet Otto is looking for a way to be with his wife forever in the next life he's given up he's done he's just kind of existing now to the point where he can just do what he wants to do get his affairs in order and he's going to take his own life and be once again with his wife that's Which, not how that works what no not a, i mean i don't <laughs> I, Someone the, needs well, to tell we, my Mima. hold on we don't know we'll let not her how know. It works. <laughs> wait a minute we don't know that's not how it works biblically that's not how that works well, no, that would, you'd go to two different places. Yes, sure. exactly. There we <laughs> go. But again, we can't possibly know that. No one knows that for sure. Well, true. And, so. and, and, and we know Otto, from watching the film, wasn't a religious man. Nope. So he was going to give a shit about your rules. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So that got dark. Before, before we get into it, what are we... Not even started on the dark part of this movie yet. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> so just give me your 10 seconds, guys, on how you think that before we go into... Things like you know the the the, the settings, the characters, how, the overall story. How what did you give me your like your twenty minutes in this movie? What are you thinking? Twenty minutes in this movie, I was like, "What the fuck are we watching?" And then okay. it finally starts to unroll a little yeah. bit. It's like I hate I hate to use this metaphor, but like this is like peeling an onion in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 first fifteen minutes you get after watching the trailer, it just seems like this old man is just a prick. And he's just a curmudgeon stuck in his ways, right? Yeah. And then you learn a little bit more about him. And then you realize, well, yeah, he is a prick. Mm-hmm. He is stuck in his ways. But but there are reasons for this. Yeah. And he wasn't always like this. And okay. then you get to finally see how that unfolds. And the the one jarring thing about this movie for me, one, it is very emotional. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it absolutely is. Um, But I have a problem with the way that this movie jumps around so much. Okay. I don't think they needed it to be that way. No, like the movie we get, it's fine. Like I, I, I get. I agree with where you're going, though. Okay, like I think they could have told a little bit more linear story, and it actually would have been more impactful mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. So, um, I don't listen. Overall, I, I mean, this movie is very emotional, and you, you'll understand a little bit more when we talk about it. Um, I think it would have just hit home a little bit harder mm-hmm. if they would have told a bit more straight line story. I, so I agree with you on that, and we'll. I guess we'll we I, we'll probably touch a little more on that. And I'll explain like my thoughts on it too, but like I, I guess my I, I feel differently than you though. In the beginning, this movie had me pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I was very interested in in Otto very fast. Maybe and maybe that's a part of Tom Hanks Hanks's sure. charm and just his charisma on screen. But they had me right at the party, the the retirement party. Okay, because like like I don't know. I I felt very. I this movie got me too emotionally, and I think it's because not because this. Auto reminds me of my grandfather, but my grandfather was big in my life. He, sure. was, he was, he was, you know, one of my two big father figures That's okay. that I had. Yeah. And um, like he worked at he worked at in a in a factory for Ford for for years. Didn't only took like one day off a year. 
worked six days a week, you know, yep. and uh, like I feel like this was him when he retired. Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to be an at home family man. He was like, God damn it, I have to. Yeah. So like it's, it's that kind of thing. I can't so, like, go to work anymore. They pulled me. Yeah, they pulled me right in with that point on, and I, I don't know. Like I think this movie works very early for like if you're going to invest in the character. So there's ups and downs here, you know, with, so, with what they did because it's not perfect, but it's it's damn good. In, it's in pretty lot, good in a lot of categories. Um, one other thing I do want to mention too is the trailer frames this movie as a comedy. It does. <laughs> I mean, on. it really does. It does. And to there, his, well, to there credit, are funny moments. Parts. There was many chuckles in my. Theater. However, though. Is this movie a comedy? No. I don't think so, right? It is not. Because you might walk in here with your family, with your young family, and go, this is going to be great. Also, don't do that. No. This (laughs) is not for everyone. Hold on a second. I don't think it's not for everyone. I just think you should know what you're getting into before you take your... Well, look, it's not like we're bringing our family to like a laugh laugh out loud at the grumpy old man movie, because this ain't it, man. There's some heavy subjects to try to explain to a younger audience, and and, and I think this is where maybe you don't have quite the connection that like Roger and I do Grayson because like we have young kids. We do. I wouldn't want my year old to watch this yet. Cause she's going she's to have some questions that are hard well, to explain. Yeah. Listen. So what, what we're beating around the bushes, listen, there's a lot of talk about suicide in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the, visuals about suicide. A lot, a lot of stuff happens. that's suicide related in this. And you know, there's like death of a child and you know, a whole bunch of other stuff that goes into this, which are a lot of like big trigger things for people. Mm-hmm. And these are questions I wouldn't want my daughter to ask me about yeah, too much right exactly. now. I, yeah. Because look, yet. I didn't handle this movie all that great. Like, <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> um, you know, I've never, never said, you know, I've been very upfront. Like I'm a movie crier. I cried during this movie, like yeah. a good bit, <laughs> at least twice. Yeah, let's say so, the movie gets me twice. Yeah, yeah, there, there was some really heavy scenes. Oh, look, like, look, it, it works mm-hmm. and the movie pays it off, but like this isn't ha 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 old man's funny because yeah. he's grumpy <laughs> you know like fucking oscar the grouch or something you know yeah, like no, that's no, not no. what this is Dude, this is... poor old man bro yeah a lot happens in this film too and a lot happens in this film but nothing happens in this film and i think that's that goes really well towards like you know the way that like they frame the character build them up and like the ride you go on with them well, well it's a mean, lot it's... about the passage of time mm-hmm. yep so well but that's the whole thing time is very important Mm-hmm. in yeah. this too especially it's so these are you uh, just right, off, right off the bat i will say i was i was done like i was at three or four different times this movie i was i was crying like a like a, <laughs> like a, like i had watched my childhood dog die several times in a row yep. it was bad and i but i look roger and i we miss this all the time chris you're you're not nearly as a movie crier as roger and i are but we i'm i'm absolutely on the top end of the spectrum, movie crier. Top I just, end of the spectrum. You like, are. He's like, if there's a Hall of Fame, I'm goddamn close, folks. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, 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 it hit me quite a bit because the, I mean, and I'm not going to get into it, but the politics of my family, my dad's dad, and and so my dad and his dad, I know the politics. I witnessed. I heard some conversations. I that it broke my heart to they never were able to mend before um grandfather passed away dad was never able to rebuild that bridge with him and that and, and that kind of in that in a way really hurt me and it's, i still think about that every now and again and it's maybe made me think of it i mean how can you not think of someone that you've lost in your life that's very important to you mm-hmm. um but it's, it's it's something like that that i imagine a lot of people walk in this movie also experienced the same emotional resonance that 
you know, the three of us did talking about this movie is they just they were they succumbed to their emotions during this. I I, I imagine quite a few people did. That's fair to say, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so. But it's it's also this. There's a there's a realness to this movie because Hanks's character is. Otto is a very real guy that exists mm-hmm. in this world. I mean, oh yeah, there there are millions of autos out yep. there. Now, so at least in some form. Mm-hmm. So this is adapted from from a book, and this is also I don't know if you guys know this is shot a in Pittsburgh. It's a remake of a German movie. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. This is shot in Pittsburgh too. I don't know if you guys yep. know that. Shot in Pittsburgh. Yep. Sure. Yep. I believe um, so that with the way it looks. This is, but the thing is, you know, the the reason that I like this movie as much as I do is. As I said, he's a very real guy that just he hasn't really. I mean, twenty years ago, this movie comes out. It's less of him to me, Chris. You word you use a lot, impactful, because mm-hmm. the the leap in technology then wasn't as great. And the, the last twenty years have been like more than like the last one hundred and fifty years of first world existence. Oh yeah, to, to technology you might as well have gotten to gotten to a DeLorean from twenty. Yeah, years that's to now. that's the whole point. That was like, I mean, he didn't have a cell phone. He barely had a phone that worked. He, you know, he was the bare minimum of everything, and just a guy that really just isn't equipped to be in twenty twenty two without his wife. Oh yeah, and, and like there, there's a scene where he asks to use this. He, he wants to use somebody's phone, and he's expecting them to hand him a landline, and mm-hmm. like they don't. And he, like you can see for a second, he was like. This will have to do, and like and you, he he thinks that phrase a lot. Like yep. this will have to do. You know what I mean? Uh, so I find this sufficient. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and also, so let's talk about the setting for one second. Uh, it's just in a, it's in like a housing development that mm-hmm. over time has, you know, I'm I'm sure that the demographic has changed quite a bit. Uh, what they're tearing down old apartments. They're trying to force elderly out of their homes so they can tear down rows of homes and put up condos. Well, they never talk too much about that storyline, though, did they? They don't. While at the same time making that like one of the major like like things we run into like things we resolve, you uh-huh. know what I mean. So yeah, it, it was kind of a weird choice there. That's actually one of the things that like like I think are kind of like in the negative the con column in this. So that and um, the amount of flashbacks for sure. So yeah, like those are the two things where I think like they could have actually kind of did without, but Fair it enough. served a purpose with him resolving. No, yeah, with, it, with it mattered immediately. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So wait, what do you mean about the flashbacks? You mean there should have been more or less? We needed less. We needed far less. Oh, I see, think, no. See, I, I needed. We, I thought we needed more flashbacks. No, well, was, so no. I think, I, I think it harkens back to what I said a little bit ago. Is we want that story. Yes. We want that story to play out mm-hmm. in some and, way, and like, but less time bouncing back and forth. I yeah. think is what Chris means. Yeah. Well, I that well even less flashbacks. So, so like like I think that this movie suffers from using that that gimmick too much because like at first it's fine at second time is okay but then like once we get to like the fourth and the fifth one i'm i'm done with this version of storytelling because it almost it almost pulls you out well so um i will i'm gonna spoil something about this movie yeah okay um i i don't care um so like look the the real the real thing behind this story and one of the parts and i'll tell you why i i don't mind too much of it is so otto's wife is dead mm-hmm. otto decides He's got his affairs in order and he's going to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. We watch this play out at minimum four times. Yep. Okay. Each time something happens to where he's interrupted and so he goes a different direction and decides at that time to not kill himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not the first time, but at least the second time on when he gets in the mindset that he's going to do it, he has a flashback of his wife. Mm-hmm. That's the time I'm okay with it. Because okay. that's I, 
I I rationalize it if that's his brain telling him, "Hey, man, not yet. Yeah, we probably don't want to do yeah. this right. Okay, now, right." And he's convinced himself otherwise, of yeah, course. Yeah. And then something else intervenes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm completely okay with those flashbacks, mm-hmm. but like when he's just sitting there doing nothing and then having a flashback, I'm like, eh. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna make them almost thematic and line up in a certain way in the mm-hmm. movie, be consistent with that. Yeah, when sure. you go ar- around that, it's, it's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we need the bus scene like play out in that way. I don't think we need all of that. I think he could have told that story to her, to what, what's her name? Marisol. Marisol. Mm-hmm. I think he could have told that story to her and revealed it that way to everyone. And that be the way we learn about it. He could have done that at lunch one day with her. Or, well, no, but <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But without the without the child, you don't have the Niagara Falls. You don't have no. That's true. I'm that's not the, saying that's that, the though. reason it's there. But that's the that's so much altering of the story to not uh-huh. have that. But I'm not saying to not have that. I don't think you need the actual flashback of like the like the entire bus scene though. I think well, like him rolling around in a flipped over. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think understanding because that's kind of graphic to see too, mm-hmm. which is fine. I don't I don't have a problem with like you know the graphicness. But like I just think that as an impact storytelling moment, I think you get the Niagara Falls trip and then maybe you get like you get like like just the, like a white flash and like you know something bad happened somewhere around that point. Check to the hospital. Yeah. And then I think you have a bigger impactful moment between him and Marisol where like instead of him quickly telling her all that, like it's hard for him to su- finally say it out loud. And you get a little bit more of like a story hit than I think he, the, the moment that it comes to head with her in the kitchen, it does kind of just boom, 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 boom like yeah. word vomit out of his mouth. Exactly. I think, he Which, little... but you know what though? Maybe that is, he's never told anybody about it really. Yeah. And he's finally like, I'm doing this right now. And just, Bleh. yeah, I, I guess, out. I, I guess that, I, I get that. That could work too. I think, I guess on the converse, I feel like it would be, I've never told him about this, so it's really hard to maybe make that a more impactful scene. Like, sure. So it's like a hard, gruff guy for him to like to really well, get that out. There's a lot to that. And I will. There is. Chris, there is. I, I, agree, I both agree with you and disagree with you because we we know certain things. We know she was in a wheelchair. We don't know why. We know they lost a kid. We don't know how. So I, I, I guess why I was so, you know, glued to that mm-hmm. part of the see. The movie that I liked. See, it's, it's funny how you and I like different things. I liked when we went back in time. You mm-hmm. like when we went when 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 we stayed with our current cast of characters. That's see that I guess that's the difference in how you and I process Maybe. stories. Is I want to go back to the origin and see it all. Mm-hmm. But we know she died. We know she was a paraplegic, and what happened. And I, I well, thought we, we didn't gonna... know she was a paraplegic. Yeah, we didn't know that well, for a long time. Well, and, we saw and, the and new... she, we knew she was in at least in a wheelchair. But yeah. here's the thing: lots of things will put you in a wheelchair, though. True. True. Yep. Well, and that's especially, especially I think at, an, that's, at an older age. I think that's what we're supposed to get with the one shot with in the very beginning when he's first doing his rounds. He looks in the window and sees his buddy, who really kind of is a former of his form, his form of himself. himself what, yeah. What's his What's his name? Um, I forget Ruben. his name. Ruben. Ruben. He's sitting there in the but like Ruben is in a wheelchair. He is immobile and he is. He's being fed by his wife. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, he is not even a person anymore. But I mean, that's what we're supposed. to that's what he connects with is that is the, you know so i mean i picked up on that that his wife oh, yeah. was definitely similar to that before she passed what threw what threw me for a curveball was how the was what finally took the wife i didn't see that coming because i didn't and i'm going to say this but it's not as bad as it sounds is it the the story kind of undercuts what finally took her to the like i wasn't even expecting that because it kind of betrays the rest of the story. Well, yeah, you know and isn't like, it always cancer? Yeah, yes. but like, I think I agree with you, Grayson, because it was kind of like you know, 
like they said what got like why she succumbs to finally and then you're kind of like oh okay you know it, it doesn't it doesn't have any weight to it at that point i think because they've already told so much so much story with this film and unfortunately a lot of tragedy in this film you know like well there's some big pieces that it's like yep. oh of course she had cancer too because oh yeah why wouldn't she yeah exactly because like you know there's already enough people in this film going through some stuff that like of course she also had cancer okay you know what i mean and like that's what takes her i think that i agree with you on that where like it does it seemed like oh that's almost jarring that it like you know that's also what, what happened to this family but know, like, also of, the, the, the the flip side of that is the flip side of that is the quarter and Tom Hanks selling it is I, so if, if we want to harken back to what I always refer to Tom Hanks is there's a there's a scene in the Green Mile, which, Chris, I think you're a big fan of that movie. Right? I love the Green Mile when he sits down and talks to John, like literally he the first time he sits down face to face, he brings a chair and is level with him. And he says, do you want me to let you go? See how far you can get. And then John says, why would you do such a foolish thing? It, I'll tell God it was a kindness that you'd done me. So, but that particular speech he gives is so damn impressive. It is electrifying. That is by far, in a movie that is chock full of Oscar-worthy moments and wonderful performances by probably no no less than a dozen people, that moment is the strongest in that movie, along with the, you know, um, holding his hand and then when the last, when the, you know, when the execution is taking place, but... And then, and then again, we get the same moment. It's been a while. It's um, 1999 to when was Save Mr. Banks? 2016, when he sits down with, um, when when he sits down with 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 her and says, "I know, I know why you don't want to give up, Mr. Bank. I know who he is." And he tells a story about his father, Elias Disney, mm-hmm. about the about the about the route. Like Tom Hanks is so. He's one of like the five actors in the world, at least in America, that can do that and be so electrifyingly good that it's like you just – there's not many guys that can do that. Okay, not many men or women that can do a performance like that. So the performance when, – when he tells – when he finally says word vomits everything to Marisol in her kitchen, that's – I expected more of – the story to be delivered in a Tom Hanks way that I just described rather than what we got. But the whole thing in the kitchen was he's finally realized he needs to, he needs to put aside his problems because he needs to help Anita and Ruben save yeah. their house. So that's, that's why that moment in the kitchen is so powerful is because he's talking about the, for, for the first time, but also for the first time, not for selfish reasons. True. You know, he's been a selfish prick for decades now that he needs to, he, he just, that's the whole that's the whole arc with him. Yeah, but I don't think he's been a selfish prick for decades though. I think he's I don't think that's it. I think that he's recently in his recent years probably become more bitter as he as like it's come closer and closer as to things have gotten life. worse and worse for him, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, I, I don't think it's been decades okay, of him fair. being just like okay, a, decades are probably the wrong descriptor word, but yeah. certainly a few years. Yeah, yes, yeah, that that I do believe. He's been, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge. He's been a very crotchety old guy that <laughs> yes. seriously though. I mean, that doesn't that's probably a better a good way to describe Ebenezer Scrooge, but I mean it's that's the magic that Tom Hanks brings to that. And I there's also a movie I want to reference. Uh, it's on Netflix. I think it's called Five Flights Up with uh, Morgan Freeman and Diane Keaton mm-hmm. about they're selling their condo, which they bought in the seventies for damn near nothing, but in the movie they're selling it for like millions and it's a big deal. And sure, we go 
and we keep going back in time to see how they first met in a time of, you know, in the seventies when, when they were moving in, everyone in their building was looking at young Freeman's character, like that white woman's married to a black guy. And even her parents were like, you shouldn't marry him. But there's wonderful moments when you go back in time that really help you to cement that these people should be together and they're going to do it regardless of what anyone else thinks. And that's great. We didn't, I wanted this movie to hit home like that with me. And that's, I think so many of those scenes were almost there. I just don't think they were there. Does that make sense? Chris, maybe more what you were saying in line with. I mean, maybe I, I just, I think that this film's telling a slightly different story that where it may not have like that kind of, that kind oh, no, of, no, no, I'm not saying, but the, there's yeah. one, there's one scene in particular where in the five flights up where you go back to when they first meet, he's, he's an artist and she's posing nude for him, but it's how that scene plays out. It's nothing short of absolutely brilliant scene. And like, movie mat like one of those scenes that for me would just like oh man i wish i would have written that but i don't think any of the scenes were that were like that and they needed to be to sell the story that to sell the current auto story we needed to really connect with those flashbacks and i don't think we ever fully did and i think that's well, kind of the problem by the time we do the movie's almost over yeah yeah right? and and again i believe the the flashbacks play themselves out so like they become less important because I, I think it's overplayed, but you know, maybe they're supposed to maybe because maybe as he's having less and less insight from the flashbacks, he's realizing he doesn't maybe as part of him moving on. Maybe. Oh, uh, maybe. maybe. Yeah. He's realizing more and more. He doesn't I feel bad that I just now thought about that for the first yeah, time, yeah, but not, uh, I guess that's uh, why we do this. That's not a bad take. No, it's not a bad take at all, but that is, I mean, especially I've with never him had a sh- bad take on this show, sir. Especially with him in the shotgun, like that's that's a big deal. So the I shotgun mean, one's weird, right? Because like the shotgun one, I, I I feel like he got distracted by the flashback. Don't get me wrong, but like I think that you could do that without having the flashback. Like he's already nervous as hell with the way he's decided to finally just get this over with. So like that's a tense moment for anybody mm-hmm. with like you know facing that situation. I would assume. So like even like if it's super quiet and then a knock on the door, even with you're not you, that, that whatever happens might ex- might be exact what happened anyway. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's, I don't know, it's a tough, it's a tough bunch of like just rolled up scenes and like the flashbacks combined with that. But other times there's flashbacks when that's not relevant. So it is a little odd, but we've harped a lot on the flashbacks. It's, it's a, it's an interesting way to deliver pieces of the movie and it's effective. I just think that there's a lot of other good things in this film too. Yeah. There's plenty of good characters, interesting Mm -hmm. characters. I think his, uh, his new neighbors who I think they did a really good job of, uh, Marisol and her husband and her, and her kids coming in like you almost are in Otto's shoes you almost don't want to like Marisol at first like she seems like she's gonna be annoying kind of crazy yeah, yeah you, she seems like she's gonna get on your nerves a little bit at, at, at the beginning and that's exactly how Otto feels and you know that mm-hmm. but they do a very good job of her of she's kind of lovable I think she's yeah. very good in the film sure she's like character wise on par with you know like you know like who I like more between her and Otto because of just the way it all plays out and how nice of a person she actually is. Mm-hmm. And she's very good for Otto. And that's like, that's the end. Like they're the, the one and two in this film that go together, which they do a good job of that. And their family's great. And then you have a few other characters that come into this film too. You know, you have Ruben and what's a, what's her name, his wife's name, Ruben's name. 
Anita, I think. Anita. They're great characters in this film. You feel for them the whole time for different reasons. I like this telling of their friendship and like how mm-hmm. they departed. It's yeah, kind how of it just comical. kind of fell apart. It's kind of comical too because that that that's another old man thing. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But it's 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 relevant for people that have someone in that age bracket. You know, it depends on where you're in the United States too. I think because I think in Pittsburgh, you know, I know this movie doesn't take place in Pittsburgh. That's where it was shot, but like, that's a thing around here. Where you know, what kind of car you drive? Oh yeah, oh, you know? I can't even I can't even talk to you because you have a Ford. Yeah, exactly. I'm a Chevy man for life. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and that's oh my god, you bought a Toyota. <laughs> you bought. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's 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 Japanese. American versus. On air. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can always edit uh, it, but you're you're gonna roll the dice, so <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just it's just one of those things where, like, like again, this movie reminds me a lot of my grandfather, and like he would say some stupid shit sometimes. Well, it's it's but a very old mindset. That's it is thing. it is. But like the Toyota thing killed me when they mm-hmm. show that on the on the movie. I was like, oh my god, this is that, that's that's perfect. You know what I mean? So it's just. There's a lot like I remember when I bought when I got my my second car, my first car was given to me. It was a Ford. My grandfather worked for Ford for 31 years. My second car I had to buy myself. So I bought a car I could afford. It wasn't a Ford. And uh, my grandfather didn't talk to me for like two weeks. He's so mad at me that I didn't, I didn't get a Ford. Yes. It's like, you know, <laughs> and in the end, you know, he got over. But it was like, you know, it was like, you know, I'm upset you didn't support support my business. <laughs> I was like, you work for Ford. You aren't Ford. So it's just so it's, that's not true. He was exactly no, and it was and like that was. It's just these things in this film. They feel like you could connect to them because I believe there's at least a piece of every family that's dealt with this in some way. Well, yeah, oh, the, of, the of thing course. that hits home is that Otto is a real person, or absolutely could be yeah. a real person. Oh, yeah. Now, listen, is he a little bit over the top about some stuff? Sure, like bit, yeah. like him getting up and making his rounds. No, that's a uh, thing, but, but hold on, man. that that's an old man thing. Yeah, right? yeah, but then. I, I feel like it's pieces of a bunch of old men mm-hmm. put together to true. Make no, that, that, I, that I agree that, with. That, that, that I agree is with. definitely how 100%. I look at that. But well, I mean, I mean he's there, trying to he's trying like to he's trying to protect and preserve the life he knew that he can't have back. But he, he's desperately trying to like keep he de- you know what I mean? Like he's desperately trying to keep a, a piece of his own piece of his his world intact when mm-hmm. when everyone else is just like they don't. I mean that that joke about like the the FedEx guys versus the the, the UPS guy like that was yeah. that was the guy pretty in the funny. white truck which is funny cuz you know the UPS got the sponsorship money mm-hmm. you know what i mean but of like of course they you did. yeah you 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 brown people it's like i don't mean that racially yeah um but i mean the, again there's but it's it, I think audio auto is more real rotter than you're giving him credit for. I think he is to a T. Well, you no, know, listen, pieces of auto are real mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah. it, it would be a lot for one person to be auto. To be that's auto, just what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. No, listen, that's out true, there, that's sure, there probably is one guy. But, oh, yeah. But I mean, the real thing about this movie is that there's a little bit of heart to this movie. And it's it's sad. So there's real melancholy here when you find out what's like really going on. And. You know how the whole movie plays out to the end. You know it, it's fairly satisfying. Oh yeah, like it, like it is. And you know if you get through the the over the top crazy old man stuff at first, then you really get to see him soften with the kids. Oh yeah, like dude, when he's in the hospital and he's doing like the bear voice thing, he's like, yep. "You got to do the bear voice," and then the <laughs> clown comes in. That's a scene I could like. That's a scene I'm good with. Yeah, and all yeah. like, get hey, I need this quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to have his back, and he's like. It's just a quarter power. He's like, no, sir. I need. Yep. I told you I needed that back. Hundred percent. Yep. I'm surprised that clown didn't get fucked up. So. <laughs> yep. Or or more than he did. You know. Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think they would have. They. 
I think that scene was downplayed for the movie, but if that happened in you're they're going to toss your ass out in the curb and then they're going to hold you down until the cops get there. Yeah. Like, things, like, th- tension is just so heightened in this country right now that like true. If, if you do, if you call, if you say fire in a crowded theater, you're going to be punished for it. So, well, and like, I, I think another scene that you can highlight that on is, um, is when he pulls the guy, the guy out of his truck, yeah. someone's getting shot in that scene. You know what I mean? It, oh, it, it, or, or stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or something. It, it's one of those things where like that I, I, you wouldn't see that nowadays, but again, the impact of the scene is there and I, I it's still a good scene. I think. Well, how the rest of that scene plays out when he gets back in the car and he's talking to Marisol. Yes, yep. Like, that's the real crux of that scene. Yeah, 100%. Well, you know what else I was impressed with, too, was um, Malcolm's character. How it wasn't... That character existed in the movie for a reason that Malcolm exists. And I I was happy the way that played out, along with... Same with Marisol, was... I think the movie handled... handles It handles all the relationships very well. About how Otto doesn't care. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, but it's kind of an interesting because I mean, a man we're we're saying a crotchy old man stuck in his ways would absolutely care about both of those, you know, both of those characters in a, in a different way, and he doesn't. He sees them for what they are, and that's who they are, and that's fine. Um, but that's the whole thing with like that's where I found some of the complexity and the some of the intrigue in this movie is not all the characters play out the way you think that they are going to. And that's why, and that's why I think keeps it interesting. Uh, especially, I think, I think Otto is a little bit more complex than you give him credit for. No, no, he definitely. That's where I was going. Especially with the, the 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 quarter, I thought was a brilliant way to like keep all of this grounded on a certain level. That Chris, I also agree with you. With I said the quarter earlier, with the quarter should have been used more than it was, and mm-hmm. maybe taken away a flashback or two. Yeah. Because the quarter, what, what what the quarter represents, we were getting in the flashback. True. So like yep. it was kind of a redundant thing, but that was a very. I mean, we the quarter is a very powerful thing in this movie, and I I, I really dig dig that, and yeah. especially how it ends up too is just it's it's mm-hmm. heartbreaking how it ends up. But also yeah. the one one of the scenes I want to talk about is the train scene, which I thought was pretty cool myself. Which train scene? The the one where he pulls the the on on the the platform. Okay, okay. The, the the live well, we have we have a few flashbacks of trains with the trains as well. well that, but that's that. that's why that's that's why that scene is there. Is he's gonna mm-hmm. he wants to die where he met her. So I mean, I I get that. But I mean, I, well, I think, all, how do you guys feel about sudden. the how how do you guys feel about that train scene about the the guy who has a heart attack that falls on the rail? It's crazy how it plays out. I think so too. But I was like, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time for that scene. Well, I love how he's just standing there, like, like flexing at the train. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, so, so I actually, the train scene is the other thing I have a big problem with. Not the train scene itself, but the way this movie handles social media, mm-hmm. I don't agree with it because it's it, it it seems very even for social media standards, it's very unrealistic and outlandish. Because yeah. You might get one or two people that would have recorded that, hundred percent. But not everybody. More people probably would have tried to help exactly. us. Exactly, and, then, the tracks, and right? then the way people act afterwards, like trying to promote their like their pages and stuff. That's that isn't. That's not how that goes. Even well, in today's society, that does not happen that way. Well, I don't see. I think you're wrong. I think you're no, wrong. No, I'm about not. That. It, 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 it's it's too disconnected. The way that those two women at the very end, you know, are like following him. This just happened, you know, and then they like they instantly pose and say like my you know like my page or subscribe for more. That isn't what happens. They don't do that live. You know like that it's a little disconnected in that sense, and it's a little over the top in that, and it, that actually pulls me out of it a little bit. That was my other big problem with the film was the way they handled social media because it's not, 
it's not accurate and it's almost too much with the way that they like insert it in there i understand it is a big deal and it is everywhere and it it does have that effect on people at times but not in the drastic over dramatized way they did it in here well see and i it, I think you're, I was going to say, I think, I didn't mean to cut you off. I I, I think you're wrong about that. And I would imagine if that scene, if if you could somehow as, you know, whatever deity you are in the sky, play that scene out a hundred times. I'll bet you 95 times people go for their phones before they help the guy on the track. I'll bet you any money. That's a, that's a sure deal. Hmm. You don't, you don't don't know about, I don't know about 95%. Listen there. I think, I think. I understand what Chris means. Like there'd be far more people to try to help this guy off the train tracks. Yeah. All right. Fair. Well, what about the other side of the social media? Then the, um, the girl that we're originally supposed to not, not like. And then of course she becomes one of the crux characters in the end. Eh, I'm okay with her. It's all right. But like yeah. that, she how, explains herself. Yeah. Least, but how social media, doing. how social media used in that way is very relevant. Although but, auto wouldn't have known that. No. That, yeah. Yeah. No. He wouldn't he have known that. Have, and, he, he wouldn't have known to, to weaponize that and use yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm okay with that portrayal of social media in the film. It's it's just it's the over the top, you know, no one cares about your actual happenings. They only care about their pages more. That's not we're not there yet. Unfortunately, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to see that. Oh, I don't it just it just depends on the eclectic people you have on that platform because I, I think I would imagine a lot of kids would not would go for their phone before they went to help the guy off the track. But mm-hmm. that's what I found to be the interesting thing here is every time the 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 things that interrupt him from doing what he wants to do he's interrupted by a voice from his wife or he hears his wife mm-hmm. or he, you know we see a flashback and he it kind of brings him out of it again i thought see i thought that was also going to be a much bigger part than it was i don't mean to say that in a way that it wasn't but i think i thought that was certainly going to lead to something more than it or something other than it did i don't want to say more something other than it did i should say like a treasure hunt <laughs> No, so no, no, I mean, of, of course not. But I, I, I mean, think if you go, I think if you go any further down that road, though, Grayson, I think you end up your movie. You be, it, it becomes a a little over the top at that point, or it becomes uh, almost supernatural, which I think both are kind of bad. I think this movie is grounded in the perfect amount of reality and like of like possibility that it needs to be. Because if you go beyond that with like the flashbacks and hearing things from your wife, you know. All, and you go any further than what they did, I think you get kind of in the outlandish territory at that point. I think yeah, it it's, re- it's real enough, I yeah. think, right? Mm-hmm. All right, that's yeah. fair. So let's talk about some of the other characters. Um, the guy who is always doing his rounds with auto, always kind of exercising. <laughs> yeah, those characters are fine. And I mean, they're definitely caricatures. They're not. Sure. Like those, those people are less real than some of the other characters in this film. But... But I think they're funny. I think they're placed well. I think I think the guy always exercising, like doing the high steps. I think he's fine. I think he's funny. I liked mm-hmm. his like some of the like the small lines he got. I don't like the uh, the woman with her dog and the the cr- the crotch hugging tights yeah. guy. Yeah, I'm, just keeps looking at his dick and balls. Yeah, like you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't like the you don't like Karen with her little dog. You don't think that's no. a, absolutely a stereotype? No, okay. I, I'm not saying it's not a stereotype, but I I just I, I wasn't a fan of the character in the film or anything right. like that. Can I ask you guys a question that I have been thinking about since I watched this movie? What does Marisol or Tommy do? See. Marisol is a stay-at-home mom, hundred percent. He's always home. During what the do they do? Well, listen, I understand why he's home after his accident. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, he broke his leg. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. home for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are only two degrees on the wall. 
Those are Marisols. To yeah, Chris. those are both. Those are both Mar- Marisols. Is that a question you asked during the movie or on your way home? When well, you're it's like about when it? I was afterwards when I was thinking about yeah, it, I'm yeah. just like, these people are home a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like I the mean, ex- yeah. hold on, the exercise guy. What's his name? Like Jeremy. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does he do? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, right. Like the old people still being home. I get. Yeah, right. Retired. So scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, it makes sense. <laughs> No, I totally, but like, go to work, all... motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understand that. There's a great joke Many in Friends, actually. How many people have a job? How, there's a great, how, there's auto, a... how auto of you? Yeah, right. <laughs> there, there's a great joke in Friends, actually. I just finished that. I should have said that earlier, but I just finished Friends. And like, there's a great joke towards the end, like a, a joke about how they're always sitting on the couch midday and how their bosses are always angry. And Joey always says, maybe because you're always sitting on this couch having coffee at 1130 on a Wednesday. <laughs> like that, that that goes to explain like why they're all, you know what I mean it's just one of those nope. funny self-aware friends thing but yeah. it's kind of the same thing I don't a job that you know it, it's funny because the fact that he never had tools he, he didn't have the ladder he didn't have the Allen wrench someone like that Marisol did have a literary degree I think yeah. she was she, a writer she, she did but I mean Maybe. I mean if we're going to stereotype a common job that he could have had would have been you know, uh, a handyman for hire, and he didn't have any nope. tools. So, like, what again? What did he do for income? He could be something. I mean, if they're going with like current stuff, he could have been like something that's like remote work. He could have been a tech guy or something like that. TikTok influencer. Yes, that been guy a tech was guy. Absolutely. So, and the reason why I say that is because you know a lot, you know, a lot of people that are in He's that space are twitching you know, all day, kind of aloof. You know what I mean? You know, where like you know that. The term "you're the smartest dumb," you're, you're the dumbest smart guy I know, kind of plays for that guy. Maybe you know what I mean. Wait a minute, Did, didn't it, didn't it say he did do tech stuff? Maybe. See, see, maybe. Wait, hold on. I'm I, maybe okay. This is I'm I the smartest he, person on this podcast. Sometimes the other thing is the he, dumbest <laughs> smart person, <laughs> or the smartest dumb That's person. Full circle. Which like would you that. rather be? I would rather be the dumbest smart person you know than the dumbest smart than the smartest dumb person. Okay, that's yeah. fair. But uh, also, he, he's a pretty kick-ass dad, too. No, he's a good dad. Yeah, sure. Now, yeah. listen, I, and I'm not going to dad strike. Like, yeah, yeah. That family dynamic was strong. It really was. They had a good, strong family They're set like, there. It's almost, it's almost infuriating how good of a family Yeah, and she was a good cook. Like, God no. damn it. I don't like, I, I don't like, uh, I don't like, uh, like Latin food, but man, I wanted some of that. It looked really good. I loved how their, rice, their, bro. their early interactions with Otto, because they're, they're so kind of, he's just being a complete dick. He and then, like, and then decides he's going to kill himself in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> like, that really does play out. Imagine finding that later, like, he was eating my cookie before he killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, that's mental scarring, right? There. It we never, bad, was it? The, the one thing that we never got was like, what I, I mean, again, this might be me just reaching too far into the movie, wanting too much out of this movie, but she never, none of them ever, re- like, especially when they took the car out. We got the shot of the hose, but we never got the reaction shot from any of them that any of them put two and two together that he was trying to kill himself in the garage the before they needed the mad. car. So th- I'm only mad about one person not getting it, and that's Malcolm. Not understanding. Or not calling him out or not like bringing it well, to anyone else's Malcolm's attention. the one person. You're, Chris is right. Of the characters on screen, Malcolm's probably the one that would have seen that pretty quick. He, he, he heard the gunshot. He sees the yeah. gun. You know what I mean? Like that I mean, would be the imagine... one person that could have called him out on it. Well, so the gunshot part, I won't argue, but a, a man answering the door with a gun, an old man answering the door with a gun in the middle of the night, isn't exactly unheard of. It though. isn't, but the plastic boxers cleaned up in yeah. his boxers. 
Oh yeah, you you, you clean your, you clean your gun in any clothes. Sometimes naked, but like the plastic's still set up. There's a chair in the room. He's well, he told him. Remember, he told him not to go in it because it's being remodeled. Yeah, still, man, <laughs> still. <laughs> I also did laugh that we watched to see him fix the spot on the ceiling where he tried to hang himself in the film. Yeah. We didn't get to see him patching the, yep. the drywall from the buckshot that would have been on the fucking <laughs> ceiling too. Well, I was waiting. For, I was waiting for one of the girls to go in. Like, you know, you know, kids, I mean, kids, can. they be, don't use the kids like that. Yeah, here. No, they just nice, by the way, they kids don't. can be very intrusive, though. And like they can they can see things and it doesn't quite click. And then they'll be talking about it later. And then then the, then the parents would understand. I was waiting for that, okay, yeah. for the for the kids to just barge I thought, in. I thought you're going to go way darker than that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I thought I thought the kids were going to barge in and see the and then talk about how they saw a newspaper on the ground, a hole in the wall and a a rope in the form of a circle or, or as form of a, they wouldn't know what a noose was. Like, but, like, like the little girl draws a picture, like, you know, Marisol's like, Oh, what's that, honey? Oh, that's miss. That's grandpa Otto's noose or like ro- circle rope that he plays with. Sometimes he puts it on his neck. Like Marisol and Tom are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I thought that we're going to go some route of that, but I mean, going back to what you said, Roger, about this movie, the, the trailer Makes it look like like a comedy. You remember Man of the Year with Robin Williams? Yes, that movie was absolutely hundred percent shown in trailer form as a comedy, and it was it was very much like this. It dealt with very adult issues. Was not a comedy at all. Gotcha. And that's kind of okay. what I remember with. But like, I expected as the movie was going on, I you know could see where it was going, but I kind of expected some more darker stuff with the kids. Hmm. You know, them seeing things for the first time. No. Uh, but I think we got some of that through Malcolm, and that's probably a better choice. Yeah, yeah. much better so, choice. So I want to talk about two more things, and then and then and then I'll be wrap it up. It. Sure. So like, I want to talk about the the scene that I laughed at the most. I want to talk about the scene that hit me the hardest emotionally. Right? Okay. So the scene that I laughed at the most, I thought it was hilarious, was the scene where the doctor tells Marisol that he has a his heart's too big. And she's as like, which is actually a serious medical condition. Yeah. And she just fucking starts laughing. And she can't help it. I, I laughed in the theater with along with that. Yep. I was, I thought that was like, I thought that was pretty well done. And I thought that was hilarious the way that she reacted. And it seems so genuine too. I, I thought that was she's great. like this fucking dickhead. Yeah. His heart's too big. Well, she keeps on looking <laughs> back at him. It was like, Oh, Oh, Otto. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was great. I thought that was really well shot. And then, the scene that hits me that, that got me the most was, and it, it's because of like the way that I connected with this film with like with with my grandfather. My grandfather never got to meet my second daughter. Okay. And when Otto holds the baby, oh yeah, if, puts him in a little crib. One, one, I know that like, like what that means for Otto and how he never got to do that and how bad they wanted to. But then like the fact that it connected with my grandfather and how he, my grandpa was great with kids. All of us, man. Like he was our rock, and like to to see that and think about that connected to my life, I, I cried like a baby. I, I hate that. Oh, that's my good God. though, man. I'm glad. I'm good. But here's the thing: like I there's, I cried a couple times during this movie. And I, I, I hate feelings. Well, yes. part, well, <laughs> but, well, <laughs> we'll talk about him, Roger. When did you? When when was the, the the heaviest moment? What was the heaviest moment for you? So the first time I really cried is when you realize about how, um. When his white when they lost the baby, mm-hmm. like because that was sad. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough for a lot of people, and like that's the one that hit me the most. And then it's the it wasn't quite the end, but it's like where um, she's reading the note and going through all that stuff. Like that, that got yeah. me there too. So yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, that one almost got me, but it didn't. Yeah, it got me on that one. Yeah. Really? That that didn't get you, Chris? The the reading of the note? No, because because I was ready for it. I was expecting it. I knew that I knew that was coming. You know what I mean? Okay. When they found him and they found the note, I'm like, okay, I know what's in this note. Like, 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 I I know what's coming here. So I was mentally prepared for that one. I was not ready for the whole goddamn beat. Actually, you know what? The other, I think, because it wasn't too far after two, the part where like he took the family to see his wife's grave. Mm -hmm. That. Yep. Almost. Almost. That one hit. That one hit me in the heart. Feels it did. Yes, well, sir. There were several of them. I guess the one, the, the note really got me seeing. Well, and also it's. I really started losing it because I look. You know, it's coming. It's, um, it's when they look outside and the the the, the dim-witted husband realizes that Otto Snows. hasn't. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't like. But, well, then because like they do this clever thing where it's. You know what they did a lot of in this movie, and I, I, and something that I love as far as production style goes is like a lot of handheld. Like it's. It, it, it's called the wandering camera where it, like it's rock it's like it's just yeah. moving in frame they did a lot of that and when they when they did that and then they like there was no sound except for what was going on at the kitchen table and like there was just nothing and then like you just they look outside and like i just start because like i knew he is finally gone the irony of course is it wasn't the one of times he wanted to go but it was just it was a peaceful time yeah for him it would have been the way he his wife would have wanted him to go so let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Did did the did the hand holding ever get to you guys? When when when, when, when the he, on his hand. Well, no. When when he's laying in bed and he keeps reaching for her and she's not there. But did I, did there there was a dozen little cutaway shots that you saw? Did any no, of those get to you? Did any of those get no, to you? Didn't get to me. No, no. I mean, I, I understand why. Like why like someone would feel like avoid there that had that always you know what i mean like sure i'm sure you know it, muscle memory man yeah yeah I'm, i i understand like you know like the void that's created there but it, it didn't get me no that was all right it got some of that got it me got you though just, didn't it it got I'm you just, didn't well, it? it had to if we would have brought it up <laughs> oh, no yes it's it's got i mean one day i'll explain but it, it's yeah it's a lot of emotional stuff in this one but it's also because like i can't i what also makes me think about it is like death is the one thing that none of us can escape. Oh, yeah, I, I I always like when movies address that, and oddly enough, this one didn't. Given about a movie about a guy who wants to kill himself, it didn't address the everyone's going to die kind of well, thing. Death so is like, hard, and that, I think that's what it addresses. Well, loss is hard. Loss <laughs> death hard, and lo- yeah. loss is always hard in any kind. Of, even like a cat that you had when you were a kid, or it just it's tough, man. It all it always is tough. But I appreciate what they did for some of it. But I guess the most emotional part for me, besides the ending, was when she was when she answered the door and explained why she's not going to let him use his phone, her phone, is because mm-hmm. it. I mean, it. Imagine being a pregnant woman, scared that your new friend locked the door is not answering is going to kill himself. Imagine in that position. Oh, yeah. What do you? No, what do you? I, mean, I, I just, you know, that 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 got me too because like it's just. You can't help people that don't want to be helped sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Otto, for a large part of this movie, just didn't want to be helped. He didn't want to be bothered to help none of it. And I appreciate, for what it was, I, I appreciate it. I also appreciate a great deal how we never, the, the bonding of Otto and the kids. I don't mm-hmm. think I can, I, I think we should have had a little more of that. No, I don't, here's the thing though. I think you you take the easy road or the take the the road there and you just don't quantify you just know that it's happened and yeah, yeah you don't have to watch it like build up scene by scene yeah. because it's not 
it's cool that it does happen, but it's not the crux of the movie. And, and like, I, and like you, you know, you know, it's happened when they start calling him uh, Abuelo Otto, and like I think that's the best way to kind of signify that. Grandpa. Yep. I think it's good. I also, I also, I really appreciate. You remember the pictures we saw with Otto in the for for at least a year. Auto and yeah. like with the girl, like he's never smiling, not once. <laughs> yep. Yep. I really appreciate that. I thought of Roger. I thought of you every single time because that's something Good. that you would absolutely do. Good. Uh, I really appreciated that, though. I also, I mean, how much time do you think passed between in the the events of the movie and then the passage of time at the end? How much? Three time years. You, it was a little bit was, more than three years. Yep. So Otto was around for just three look years. At the, you just look at the dates yep. on the tombstone. Yep. So she died in late to, She died in 2018. By the time the family moved in, it had been about six months, mm-hmm. give or take a few. Oh, and then, can't even think about that. Okay. Yeah, and then it's 2022 when yep. they put him in the ground. Also, you can look at um, you can look at uh, the son that Mirabelle had. Uh, yeah, Marisol. Marisol, yeah, yeah. Mirabelle. But Mirabelle. Yeah. So you, yeah, and he's 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 looking almost three years old at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. So yeah, a decent. So he did get to stick around. They got Otto for a decent amount of time. Oh yeah, and. Uh, Man, it's tough to deal with. I can. I, that's the thing is, one one thing I, I hate is I've already on some forums. I've already just again typed in man. Will I will you, will you watch a man called Auto? A lot of people said no because I know it's sad. So before we move into scoring, I want to ask yeah. you guys: Is that removed from the fact that I think everyone should every Friday night should go watch the new movie out in cineplexes every week. Remove that. Remove that from your you know how you're gonna take my question, but is that a valid enough reason not to go watch a movie? What's what the movie's gonna be sad? Because it's sad. Yeah, I think so. And it's the same reason why I don't like to watch scary movies. Because I don't like to go to the movies and be scared. If I don't want to go to the movies and be sad, I don't have to go to the movies and be sad. Some people just don't like to watch sad movies in theaters, for sure. Yeah, I mean, so some people when they get emotional, they want that to be a private thing. Yep. So I get that, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't want to be jump scared in my seat around a whole bunch of people I don't know. Yep. That's, that's or it. ever. Period. Well, yeah. So too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. It, it like anyone's reasons for not wanting to go see or thinking they should go see a film. I think that's always their own, and you can't tell them they're wrong. It's just that's just not how it works anymore. All right. Well, I just you know I kind of in a different because I watch anything and everything. Well, I want to watch everything. That. But 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 that's the way you choose to enjoy me. You know that this t- style of media. You no, know you're I mean? you're, you're right. right about that. Um, okay, so let's move into scoring then. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting because I mean I've fluctuated the past couple of days like crazy over this thing. Okay, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Okay, I'll okay. set the baseline. I think this movie is a seven and a half. I think this movie is 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 a great movie. I think. Tom Hanks is awesome in this film. And I think his supporting cast is also awesome. I think that it has a few failings in some of its storytelling. I think there are some some things here they could have done without. And it's a hair too long for what they did. And I think some of the things they could have fixed would have made this shorter too. But movie's great. I think it hits you emotionally. And I think the movie's, the movie's good. Seven and a half. It's just not quite that eight and higher territory. Uh, Roger, I mean to go next. You, you want, you want to go? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Uh, I'm going to go with the seven as well. Uh, I think it's a much better than uh, a 51 on Metacritic. Uh, seven was the first thing I write when, as soon as I walked out of the theater, I said to myself, seven. That's what I'm going to give it. And then, so I'm, I kind of, I went on a. At one point, it was eight and a half. Then it was a nine. Now it's back down to a seven. It was a six too for my thought process the past couple of days. But I think it's, 
I think without Tom Hanks, this movie doesn't work. Which I'm so I'm glad we got Tom Hanks and the, the star power that he is. But also, I mean, we got we get with Tom Hanks, we get all kinds of wonderful things that come with Tom Hanks. His screen presence, even as old as he is, he still manages to he still commands the screen whenever he's on it. Like all focus on him all the time. Yeah, because he has this. He has his presence like a 20-something action star does. It's just he commands everything. Everything is on the screen. He commands it. And I, I respect it. But also, it, it makes the movie that much better. So I mean, having someone of his gravitas in that role really does a lot for this movie. I think the movie does emotionally what it sets out to. Um, I don't think the flashbacks achieved what they wanted to achieve. And that's a shame. Um, I also love the fact that Tom Hanks' son played younger younger Otto yeah, in this. I saw that too. Yeah, I, I thought that was super clever. And I wonder why they weren't doing that. For many years, I was wondering why they weren't. Because he has two sons, right? Truman three and sons. Oh, three sons. But they all look like him. So I was like, God, if there's any actor in Hollywood that can do that well, it should be Tom Hanks. Why is he not doing that? Well, I mean, the, the, maybe he does, maybe his kids don't have the acting chops. Just because he's a good actor doesn't mean they will be. I mean, well, at, what's um, what's his oldest kid's name? Uh, Colin. Who's, Colin. Colin definitely does. I don't know about the, I don't yeah. know about Truman. He kind of was, although it could have just been the character to be so wooden and stiff and just like big doughy eyed all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I, I thought that was pretty cool though how they could do that. <laughs> but I mean, I, th- I think the movie's all overall is seven. I, I think you'll be happy if you watch it. Yeah, so I also went with a seven as well. Um, it's a decent movie. I'm the highest. Fairly emotional. Um, I think it works. It could have been, you know, it's, it's probably longer than it needs to be, 15, 20 minutes or so. I mean, this movie clocks at like two ten. Yeah, I agree. like that's that's a long or a long ride for a movie like this. But I mean, it works. I, it's paced pretty well. I didn't really complain about it. But um, yeah, I think seven's where I stand on that. All right, seven. That's. I'm surprised we're all so close. I didn't expect. Why we all liked the movie? It's yeah. good. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised. It, I'm surprised I was the highest. I thought Grayson would come with a nine easy. <laughs> I mean, dude, emotional movies they get me, and I want to, but I, I gotta like, okay, Grayson. Now let's, you know, let's let's examine facts here. Let's, you know, look at things that actually were. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, we have done another episode. This has been episode 314A of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new group, sorry, each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and social media. Always posting news stories there. Send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at Gmail. Dot com and next week we're taking a look at Plane and episode two of The Last of Us from HBO oh. Max. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah.